Hi, everyone. Uh, they told me it would be five people here today. <laughs> but thank God there are more. Uh, thank you for coming here tonight, guys. Um, I, I love this time of year. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. Um, tonight we're in the book of John, <clears throat> chapter 6, verses 48 through 54. This is going to be our focus. That's on page 891 if you have a pew Bible. But uh, we're going to start reading from verse 25. Uh, I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to let Jesus do most of the sermon tonight. We're going to read, and then we're going to pray. So, we're in chapter 6 of John, verses, uh, we're starting for verse 25. So, I'll just give you a hint of what's going on before verse 25. Uh, Jesus just finished feeding the 5,000. Uh, he left because the people wanted to make him king. So, he, um, the disciples left in a boat. He went after, he walked on water, he met them. Uh, the people were baffled as to how Jesus got, got across, so they were curious and they followed him. And this is where we are now in John chapter 6. Um, you may want to read this, it's going to be lengthy. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the, of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, <clears throat> which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. So they said to him, Then what signs do you do? that we may see and believe you. What work do you perform? Our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave, who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us his bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall, shall, not, shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me, and this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks up on the Son of those who looks on the Son and believes in him, shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, "I am the bread who came down from heaven." They said, "Is." Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, and the fa whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not grumble amongst yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. 
Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has sent the he has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. And this is the focus for tonight. Verse 48. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed amongst themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on the flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Let us pray. Lord, your word is truth and life. I pray that we may hear your words and be transformed. Help us submit to your will and be grateful in everything. Amen. When I was a kid uh, back in the American Republic, I, I remember my grandmother would send me with exact change to uh, the bakery. <clears throat> and I would um, get on my bike and find the street that had the least stray dogs and go to a bakery and fight my way to the front of the counter, get a bunch of bread and uh, fight the dogs on the way back. And I had so much time to do this because my grandmother needed that bread because that was breakfast. That was every single, I think it, it feels like every day, but it probably wasn't. But I remember it was often. It was essential to that meal. And bread is an essential food in, in many cultures. It's, it's essential. You, you, it, that's, you know, that's, a, that's actually a saying. We're breaking bread. That's, that's the saying that we have for when we're going to eat. You know, even if it's sushi, no bread involved. You see, you know, breaking bread. Um, bread is the theme here in this, in this, um, in this, uh, in these message, in this message. So let's dive into this. In verse forty-eight, Jesus said, "I am the bread of life." Uh, Jesus said this in this sermon a couple times. Uh, in verse 35, he, before this, he said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Jesus refers to himself as the bread of life, life-giving bread, the bread from heaven. Christ keeps repeating that he is the bread. He keeps repeating it because we need to hear it. Over and over again, we need to hear that God, that Jesus is the bread from heaven. We often look for satisfaction, for fulfillment outside of Christ. But there is nothing. Christ is the bread that God sent. He is the bread from heaven. Not literal bread. We all, we all, we all believe that, right? <laughs> Not literal bread. He is the spiritual. This is talking about the spiritual. Calvin asks how... How, how many are satisfied in Christ alone? How many times do we look for fulfillment outside of Christ when it comes to our spiritual? There is a reminds me of Psalms 127, 
verse 2, when it says, It is in vain that you rise up and go, to, to late, uh, go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives, um, gives, for he gives to his beloved sleep. We need Christ. Christ alone is the bread of life. Nothing else fills that need. In verse 49, he says, Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, and yet they died. Yet they died, excuse me. Jesus is reminding the Jews that their ancestors only cared about filling their stomachs. But we're not looking beyond that. He is reminding them of their end. They died. They ate the manna that came from heaven, and they still died because they were not looking at the eternal. They were looking to be fed. They were looking to fulfill a physical need, a desire of the flesh. They were not looking beyond the, the, the physical to the spiritual. It is a feeding of the soul that these people needed. It is a feeding of the soul that we need. Eating the, the bread God provided did not save an idolatrous and stiff-necked people of Moses' days. Man cannot live on bread alone. We know that in Matthew 4, it says, It is, not, it is written, man cannot, cannot, shall not live by bread alone, but by, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Manna filled their bellies, but it did not deal with the sin. There was another bread that would be sent by God, the Father, that will do that. In verse 50, he says, This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. This, this in, refers back to verse 48, where he's talking about himself. Christ is a bread that we need. He's a bread from heaven. Christ is a spiritual food, as Paul calls it, that we need. Not like the manna, the Egyptians, uh, no, excuse me, the Hebrews uh, ate in the wilderness. If you eat this bread, you won't die. Verse 51, I am the living bread. He clarifies that. I came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And, if the, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. He said it again. I am the bread. He repeated it again. Why? It is clear in verse 36. He says it over and over again because we... Uh, he said, but you... But I said to you, you have seen me and yet not believe. We sit time and time again. We, we hear time and time again about Christ and many of us do not believe. Jesus repeated it over and over again because he knows their hearts. Salvation is found in Christ alone. Righteousness is found in Christ alone. Redemption was achieved while he was in his flesh, while he was here on earth Everything, the, work, the works of Christ were completed here in his flesh. So to eat his flesh, which seems something that some kids may be cringing right now, to eat his flesh is to have faith in his works of redemption, to have faith in his righteousness, his sacrifice, and what, he was, what was accomplished in his life, death, and resurrection. All that was achieved by Christ. Calvin says the righteousness says righteousness flows from God alone. We do not have full manifestation of it 
anywhere else than in Christ's flesh. It's funny how flesh, when it pertains to our flesh, is what brings death to us. And yet, flesh, when it comes to Christ, is life-giving. We are very far from God. He is holy. We are not. We are not. The flesh of Christ is life-giving. Christ gives, <clears throat> it says in the, in the verse, and the bread of life that I will give, <clears throat> excuse me, for the life of the world is my flesh. He gives it to us. He will willingly lay his life down, at the, go, go to the cross. <clears throat> excuse me. He gave up his body. He, he laid down his life for our sins. This bread was given to us freely. It says in Romans, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In verse 52, the Jews then disputed amongst themselves, saying, how can this man give us his, his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Again, the Jews were grumbling. His audience, like many people today, did not understand what Jesus, what Jesus was talking about. It might have cleared it up if they had the book of John where it said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Later in John, he goes on to say, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, the, the flesh to eat and, and blood to drink, that's, that may seem confusing. By the way, this is not about the Lord's Supper. This is in no way about the Lord's Supper. It is clear. I was going to go into that. I, I, I had a bunch of commentaries from Pink. Um, but that is, this is not about the Lord's Supper. Some religions today still think it is a literal flesh and literal blood, but it is not. It is talking about... It is talking about all of Christ. It is about here his flesh is the, is the works of Christ and his word. And, and the idea of eating it. Why would you eat it? That is such a weird thing to say. How can you eat the flesh? Well, if the flesh is the works and, and word of, of God, then eating it would make a lot of sense. When you eat something, it, it, you consume it. It is digested. You, you take it in. It is a very intimate thing to eat. Uh, you, you, it goes into your mouth. It goes through your entire body. It, it, you, you, when you consume something, it becomes a part of you. We need to take Christ in. You cannot just watch. You cannot look at a magazine of a cookbook or whatever and look at food. And have your fill. You can't. That doesn't work that way. It, it, you you have to take it in. You have to ingest it. And, and that's why you why you, you you can't hear about Christ and not take him in and say you have eternal life. That, that's not how it works. You have to take Christ in. In order for man to be saved, you need to have. He needs to have Christ in him. Calvin says that when you when Jesus uses the word eat. He's exhorting us to faith. Eating is having faith. The flesh is the works and the word of God. 
eating the, the, the flesh of Christ is having faith in the person of, God, of, of Christ. That is what this is talking about. This is not talking about um, some Catholic mass meal. It, it, this is not about that. Eating flesh of Christ is putting our faith in Christ. That is the only way. The Christian feeds on the word of God. It is in Christ that Christians find their strength. That is made clear in, in John 15, when he, re, when he says, I am the vine and you are the, branch, the, the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, um, whoever abides in me and I in him, he it, it is that bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. If we are not grafted onto the, up to the, onto the vine, we do not get to, we don't eat, we don't feed. We wither and die and are thrown in the fire. In verse 54, whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. He reiterates, he seems to say the same thing over and over and over again, because we need to hear it. We need to feed on the flesh. We need to drink the blood. Christ is sufficient. There is no other meal that is necessary. It is, it is not a, a, a bread here does not pertain to a side dish or, or, or something that we have on the side, the meal that you may even forget to eat the bread. Bread here is the meal. He is sufficient. Christ being the bread that came from heaven is sufficient. There, it, we, we're not going to need anything else after this meal. If you, if you, have, if you ate of it, he will rise you up on the last day. Jesus is mighty to save. It is effectual. He says, I will raise him up on the last day. It is effectual. You will have your fill. It's not like when my wife goes to McDonald's and orders the kids a meal and orders me the same meal. And I, that's not going to work. We, when it comes to our bellies, we need different things. But spiritually, this meal is sufficient for a little kid and for an adult. He will give you your fill. It is complete. When you feed the flesh on the flesh of Christ, you don't need anything else. You don't need any, any idols. You don't need anything. It's not a side of Christ. He is, he is the meal. It is a complete meal that will satisfy Jesus is the bread of life. Only way to have eternal life. Manna they ate to fill your you eat to fill your belly. That won't that bread won't give you life. Nothing else will do. Only Jesus will do. God has prepared this meal for us. There is nothing we need to bring. Jesus is the meal. God provides the meal. God calls you to the meal. There is nothing you can do. You don't make this bread. You don't earn this bread. You can eat. It is available to you. 
If you have faith in Christ, once you have eaten, you will never hunger and you will never thirst again. Now I have good news for us believers. If you're sitting here and you already believe in, in Christ, you have eaten. You already have. We continue to feed. That's why we're all here, because we love the Word of God. If you're a believer, you love to hear the Word of God. You hear people talking about Christ in the, in somewhere, and you stop for a second just to hear what they're saying. You see a billboard talking about Christ, and you, 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 lo- you love to see it. You love to read it. T-shirts that, say that, that have scriptures, you, 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 you feed on that. You love that. You love to hear the Word of God. It's a continual feeding, like the branch from the vine. We continue to feed. And I have good news for you. If you have not eaten yet, there's enough. It is ready. The meal is served. There is enough for everyone. And you will have your fill. You will be satisfied. The bad news is, if you don't, you will surely die. Like people in the eat the manna, you will go tomorrow. You go like you do every day. You eat a nice meal. But spiritually, you're starving and you'll die. The meal that we have tomorrow, it's by God's grace. Enjoy it, be grateful for it. Have your fill but it won't save you. The only, the only food that will save you is the bread that God sent, which is his son, who laid down his life for our sins and freely gives us of himself to eat so that you may eat and not die. The meal is provided by God. The meal is God. He calls you to eat, and I pray that if you have not, that you will. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much, Lord, for your word. There was so much in this, Lord, that we could have gone into. Lord, I pray, God, that whatever we discuss today, Lord, that the Spirit will do its work to transform us, Lord, to to change us that this word turns, turns, uh, turns an unbeliever into a believer, Lord. Only your word has the power to do that. Lord, I pray, God, that we are grateful for all the things that you give us. We're grateful for the bread that we eat every day, that we're grateful for the, the things that you give us, the things that we... we, we um, we find in this world, Lord, but Lord, let, let us find our fill in your word. Let us find us our fill, Lord, in, in Christ, that we may be satisfied in Christ and Christ alone. I pray, God, for the people here listening to this, that if they have not eaten, Lord, that they, the Spirit moves them, Lord, to go to you and eat freely. In the name of Christ, I thank you and I praise you, God, for your goodness in providing us with this meal. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen.